and welcome to Perfect Commotion, the media exchange podcast between the four of us. I'm joined this week by Dave. Hey. Nick. Hello. And once again by Sandy. Hello. Yeah, Yeah, she's back. It's that Sandy, people. Not the other (laughs) Sandy. This Sandy. Anyway, so my name's Alan, and this week Dave wanted to introduce us to uh, what he thought was a new game, but it turns out some of us had heard of it before. Dave, okay, you want to take it I'm from behind here? the times, okay? Don't have to rub it in. <laughs> How many years, Dave? Uh, only two. Okay, okay, okay. It was released okay. 2013, I hope. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, so um, this week I picked uh, Thomas Was Alone, a puzzle platformer by Mike Biffle. I think that's how you say it. We I want to call him Bithell, but I'm pretty sure it's Biffle. Okay, well, anyway, Thomas Was Alone is a uh, strongly story-driven narrative uh, narrated game by Danny Wallace. He's the narrator, not the maker. Mike Biffle. Anyway, I picked this game up because of the narration in it. As I know, Alan was a fan of Bastion, which is uh, another game that was had a really strong uh, narrator. And, and, yeah, so that's why I picked it. But, uh, yeah, so it was released... Two years ago, but we're quite timely because Mike Biffle is also releasing a second game just last week called Volume. Dave anyway, was completely unaware of this. Completely. <laughs> he picked it. He was like, guys, I've heard of this great game. And little to, little to Dave know that Nick was the one who taught, got me to play Thomas Was Alone, and Nick was also the one who got me to play Bastion. Did I, get I didn't know that. Bastion? I think he did. Oh, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Thomas was alone. Yeah, okay, anyway. I picked Thomas was alone. What do you guys all think? I like it. I have more than that, but for some reason, I just quickly summarised my point at the start of everything. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I liked some of it. I also enjoyed parts of it, yeah. Overall, not really. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Most of it. Yeah. But there's definitely parts that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a good sum up. Right, uh, so so that's moving the end on of this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, gotta say, okay. I wasn't of clear of mind when I played it for the first time. I was quite inebriated, surrounded by friends, and we're all essentially making our own stories on top of what was happening and talking about our own feelings towards each different individual yeah. square, which <laughs> I think added to the experience. I actually think. After the f- your, the feelings you get for each individual um, square or rectangle actually made the game because you really did start to like and or hate each of the different rectangles yeah. or squares. Fucking Chris! I thought like that was yeah, <laughs> was really good and well done. That's what made it. Yeah, without I, I think, that well, it would have been very good at all. I, I think we should explain the storyline so people get why these things having personalities interesting. So you're playing as you start off playing as Thomas and you control all the different personalities. But Thomas just like, appears out of midair as this AI computer program. He was a glitch in it? Wasn't he was it? a glitch from too many scripts being overlapped at one time and AI was bound to happen? Because that's what how computers work. Yeah, you can't tell, but I'm doing air quotes right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas just magic into existence and then Thomas started to think. And that's when the narration starts. So I think the first words in the game are, Thomas was alone. And then it runs off and Thomas is really excited about falling and he's like, what the hell's going on right now? But I don't know, but it's amazing. Oh, and then he learns to reverse fall or jump. Yeah. I also used air quotes there. (laughs) Yeah. And slowly introduced to... Well, yeah, but they're they're air quoted because he decides to name this thing. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it's it's like a really charming story about how these things just come alive and they go, what's going on? Not too uh, not too strange from the scene in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the whale, the international intercontinental ballistic cruise missile turns into a whale and falls from the sky and goes, oh, what's that on the ground? Oh, this is a ground. Why is it coming towards me? It's like that scene, but an entire game of it, which is actually far more charming than you'd anticipate. Well, I think um, Danny Wallace's narration really gives it that because yeah, yeah. his voice is perfect for it. Just like Bastion had that, I don't know who, what his name was but he was perfect for that and I think Danny Wallace was it? Yeah. Was really, really good for this. I got quite British, I have no idea who Danny Wallace yeah, was. Yeah, he's a British comedian. He was the guy that tried to start his own country. Ah, yeah. He wrote so Yes Man, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, I think so. Was he also in Assassin's Creed or was that someone else? Uh, no, that was... Was that him? Yeah, I think it was actually. Um, he was the if he's who I think he was. He was the Saki yeah. hacker, Sean Hastings. Yes. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I always confused him with the guy who played Wheatley from uh, Portal. <laughs> Stephen Merchant. Stephen yeah. Merchant. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Stephen Merchant actually. I don't think it, I thought it was him, but it didn't. No, it wasn't good close enough. Doesn't have quite the same accent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this game yeah. sounds much more uh, in depth than or, or deep than I thought because I only played a bit of the demo, but you guys talk about it and it has such personality. Yeah, it's it starts off a bit slow, but then you start building up all the characters. You got Thomas, which is your main guy. Then you got Chris, which is your orange square, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Nick wants to talk a bit about him. I do not want to say anything about Chris. Tiny little shit. <laughs> and then you've got John, a big yellow rectangle, can jump really high and is really enthusiastic about everything. Oh, he's just fantastic at things. He's so happy. Yeah. Then is it Laura? La- the Laura's the Laura's thin, the flat one. Yeah. yeah, that's bouncy. Yeah. And then you've got the superhero, Claire. Claire? Me and my friends gave Claire another name, and she's the friendship. Because she's a friend and a ship. (laughs) Thank you for all those compliments, Alan, spliced in from (laughs) other other points in the podcast. You're too kind. (laughs) Why why would you change a name from Super Claire? It's an amazing name. Well, it's Claire, but she's superhero. Yeah. Because she has a superpower of floating. On water. Which doesn't sound like much, admittedly, but we forgot to mention that it kills everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Just so, so basically this game is just like this platformer with this really nice narrative put on top and the narrative sort of coincides with the puzzle so if you need a puzzle where like Laura becomes really useful the narrative tends to be about Laura and so Laura starts off not liking it she thinks she's been used by other people to go bounce to other places and then they leave her alone but it turns out that she's being ha- haunted by this weird pixely thing mm. the pixel pixely cloud. darkness pixel cloud yeah that eats them and she realizes that part way through, and then she becomes friends, and she realizes that she's actually useful. She's not being used; she's being used useful as a friend, and she helps people get places, and then they help her to get other places. And it it's sort of it does add a lot to just standard sort of platforming nonsense. Yeah, it's the uh, all of the personalities come out through. Obviously, it's pretty much the uh, narration, but it's just uh, him describing their feelings towards one another, while yeah. you do the actions. Well, I think that the personalities do sort of coincide with their abilities. So Chris is just a little shit, and he's a bit of a little shit, to be honest. He can't jump, 
and he's, he's, his ability is just being a bit small. And a lot of the levels just coincide with getting everyone else to the exit and then working out who you have to send backwards to take Chris to the exit because there are too many of them floating around. To yeah, through. that's yeah. Uh, right. pretty much it. Yeah. Which brings yeah. us to the, my biggest problem with the game of a lot of the puzzles coincide of doing do this one puzzle with this one guy and then take everyone else the exact same route. Yeah. Which is yeah, amplified that's... in the end when there's a level where you find the five things and there's just five cubes and so you do a puzzle with one of them and you got to do it with the other four and you're just like what what why why <laughs> i don't want to play this game five times i want to just yeah i also do it. i also found that a lot of the puzzles were repeated constantly yeah, yeah. and so you have sometimes you had to uh put thomas and allow chris to jump on him to jump off and doing that once or twice fine but like every fucking step yeah, it yeah, just turned just... me off the game because it was like, oh, I've done this before. I, this, this is this is fun. I was only playing for the next four lines of narrative, not actually because about the gameplay at all. All I wanted to hear was the next yeah. bit of story. I didn't care about the puzzles. I think but... I would look back over it much more favorably if I just sort of dropped the controller the first time I got annoyed. I just went, fuck it, that's the game over for me. Because. I think I got aggravated so much in the later levels. So there's one level where you've got to jump vertically upwards. It's basically like five blind jumps that have to be timed correctly. And just like, that is just infuriating. <laughs> Why? Like, there's no skill in this. This is just me memorizing the memorizing how to jump up at the right time and then doing it. And I found, found there were so many blind jumps in the in the game, which were really obtuse because normally it's not skill-based. Most of it isn't skill-based. Most of it is a puzzle. There's, there's very few technically difficult bits. Yeah. And then you get this odd technical bit that you can't even do first time round. And then you fail it and the game just like, right right back to the beginning. It's like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this. Hmm. I think a lot of these problems were alleviated the way I played it, which was essentially passing around a controller and a bunch of us watching and playing. I think that is a really good way to play platformers. That's how I first played Braid. Yeah. I uh, went to see my brother in Bristol when he was at university. No, Bath when he was at university. We went around one of his friend's houses and we just got drunk and we played Braid on his uh, projector on a huge wall. That was good fun. I should get drunk and play more platformers with people. <laughs> fun times. But, I mean, like, you don't solve a game's difficulty just by saying you should get more people to play it so you get, don't get aggravated with it. And I found there was a few... So I'm playing with the Humble version. And I found there was just an annoyingly large amount of bugs in the game. That was really annoying. So if you jump into a wall that's moving, you just get stuck there until it, it finishes its movement. I think they fixed a lot of those because I had absolutely no problems yeah, yeah. at all with it when I played it. Well, my version didn't even have controller support. Oh. Yeah, oh. mine didn't really work. Uh, I tried using the Xbox controller, and only the 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 four buttons worked. The D pad didn't work, so I couldn't use oh. it. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, mine worked perfectly. Maybe it's something to do with the demo. It's probably the demo. Yeah, it might be the old version. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I imagine that's the demo in the humble version. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's a good game. I'd, I'd completely recommend it. I just, as with a lot of games like this, I just add the caveat of yeah, drop the controller when you you first get annoyed. <laughs> There's no point in continuing. The storyline doesn't get that great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thoroughly enjoyable experience, but it it's can fun. be it's, frustrating. It's fun for a bit, and then the gameplay doesn't change, and you haven't heard any more voice for a while because you're struggling with it a little bit, and it gets a bit tedious, so you put it down. Mm. 
Yeah. For, for, from what I played, the style, the, so the music and the, narr- the narrative was great. That added to it a lot. Mm. Yeah, the, the music was up, good as well. Yeah, it's a really, really strong on that front. I feel the the game doesn't so much as end, but taper off. Which is because often games end and they have this big climactic ending, and then it's suddenly like uh, nothing else happened. But it, I thought like this sort of ended at, at point nine, where you jump into the portal and then you you create the ending, and then you sort of you play the the intro to the next bit of the storyline, which isn't really what the story is about. It's just showing the the you know, the nice. fallout of the of the main event. Yeah. Mm. Which I quite liked, but it did mean when you put that on controller, you don't have that cool, like, oh, I just saved the galaxy sort of weird moment. That happened, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes, half an hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, like, has its pluses or minus. I think it's just because I've been trained to save the galaxy, put the controller down. That when I didn't do that, I was like, um, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I always think the opposite of that, though, is things like uh, the latest Deus X game. Oh, where yeah. you make a yeah. choice and then say, like, "Oh yeah, good job." And you're like, "What? That's the end?" Yeah, and um, you don't get to see enough of the ramifications. But I yes, I do think that. Thomas alone goes too far. Oh, sorry about the spoiler that it ends. Well, I, I think the the, the perfect the, the in the particular case of DSX, I think it's more about the choice you make as opposed to the fallout that it has. Yes, but so it's like the whole game is leading you up, and you've got a completely free choice at the end. But there are huge choices you can make that differentiate how the game plays out. And then it's still about like everything leading up to that choice. So I think it's a it's a different example. Maybe, but it was thoroughly underwhelming once you made the choice. Yeah, I think that's the problem with just um, human revolution. Yeah. Should I not play it then? No, you should. It's fantastic, but don't human expect revolution? a fantastic ending. Yeah, yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, yeah, human, uh, yeah, yeah. My problem with it is that it's not like the other two, which is a mm. strange problem to have with a game. Yeah. Like, I would have been perfectly happy had I just not had the Deus Ex label on it. Because there's lots of things they do weirdly, considering the established universe. Does anyone have anything else they want to put in about Thomas Was Alone before we move on? Play it. Play it. Well, I, I, I think we should, before we move on, we should generally stress, like, the, the narrative of the game was actually really good. Especially oh, yeah. for a platformer. Like, it, it really it, fit everything that was going on. It won a BAFTA for that. Yeah. Danny's Wallace's yeah, yeah. performance mm-hmm. earned the game a BAFTA. Yeah, which was for really for a game where you just five cubes running around the screen. <laughs> I think there's like fifteen by the end. Yeah. Okay. Because there's the five main right. ones, and then you find James and yeah. Sophie, Sarah? Sarah, Sarah. I only got to uh, I think did the first fifty levels, and I, then I was like, nope, not doing this anymore. Yeah. 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 Yes, my So James yeah. is a strange person. James can can he has the opposite gravity. Okay, yeah. So he's basically Thomas who sticks to the ceiling. Yeah, I, well, yeah one thing that I could see having too many characters. Mm. Uh, I got annoying at the end. They got about six who were dropping between the characters, so I ended up yeah. looking in the bottom corner and selecting the one I wanted and looking back at the game as opposed to yeah. trying to figure out any other way. Yeah, But yeah, it's, it's a really fun game to play. For yeah, i definitely give it a go. I mean, definitely give it a go. Just drop it when you want, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment of it. Yeah, I'm in two minds, because I love a good narrative, but I don't like indie games, so I don't know what... Mm. I think Thomas Was Alone was sort of like peak indie. Okay. Uh, it's, it, just because your cube's walking around the screen, it, it, that's the only indie f- feel of it. Because uh-huh. it's got things like Danny Wallace, mm. and it's released on pretty much yeah, every yeah. platform, mm-hmm. it's not 
Well, it it wasn't. I think it's like what really accumulates indie for me is being a bit arty and a bit shit. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever you play these indie titles, there's always a problem, and then they fix it up and they release a better version. It just it it just happens. I mean, look at Cave Story. That ended up looking like a beat pile of turds when it first came out, and it looks lovely now. So I think Thomas was alone went through the same thing of being. You know, like really simple graphics, not necessarily shit, but simple graphics. Mm-hmm. That's what I should say. They're always a bit shit, look a bit simple, and not necessarily bad. And I forgot what the other thing I was going to say, a bit artsy. I think Thomas Was Alone sort of certainly hits all of those. Sort of like the same category as Limbo. Because uh, I was going to say, the version I played was a bit shit. And although you probably won't play it if anyone goes out and hours and buy it, but like that's still the experience I had. That was still, you know, I had money and he gave me a game. <laughs> and that was the game that I played. Yeah. You know, um, you're hitting the Arkham Knight defense at this point in time for saying what version you should buy. Okay. I like Danny Wallace. I thought he was great in this. I l- like his other work, so if you like his stuff, play the game. If you don't, don't don't even think about looking at it because it's very um, his style of comedy. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we're uh, done with uh, Thomas Was Alone, so our second piece of media for this one... That's right, we've gone back to two pieces of media, because they're all four of us. Anyway, with uh, Sandy coming back, uh, she gets to pick the second piece of media, so what did you pick, Sandy? Yeah, well, I picked uh, Life is Strange, and that's a adventure game, and it's one that's based on decision-making, so kind of like the Telltale games, The Walking Dead... Uh, Wolf Among Us, um, but the twist in this one is that you have the ability to rewind time and essentially remake decisions, uh, well, to an extent, um, and uh, in the game you play as Max Caulfield and she's just returned to her hometown to uh, study in well her, her last year in high school. Yes, you play a teenage girl. And um, things, strange things start to happen as she gets back. So, first of all, she gains her ability and uh, she starts having premonitions and other strange things such as um, missing people and also surviving life as a teenage girl in general. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of it? For a team of all male devs, they write a surprisingly good teenage girl. Angsty. Teenage girl. teenage girl yeah yeah like jesus god this is amazing i thought it was cool <laughs> yeah. but, like i had a real like buffy sort of vibe minus all the stuff people usually think vampires remove <laughs> vampires and stuff like that and buffy is just basically this teenage and girl trying to cope with life Anthony which is Harris? what life is strangers <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah i thought at times they were trying a bit too hard to make it teenage but then again maybe that is what actually happens in american high schools do you remember being a teenage girl? Because I should. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that this is a little bit of what me and Dave were saying last time on the Summer Wars episode. Of like, we have no idea what the American high school system is like. Yeah. But we assume from high school, from high school movies, and everything else that America turns out, that it's a bit more important than who's president. <laughs> that's the that's the general feeling we get. Yes. I think part of it's that when you're a teenager, everything feels so much more important than it actually is. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was a bloody idiot. Yeah. We all were bloody idiots. That's what being a teenager is about. Yeah. I was awesome. I was yeah. in a band. Ooh. We played to a field of people and orcs. It was awesome. You played to a field of people and orcs? Yeah, yeah, there's some LARPers. Oh, right. 
And they all did the hokey cokey. Okay, I retract my earlier statement about being a cool teenager. Mm-hmm. 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 No teenagers are cool teenagers. All, te- all cool teenagers are just like Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. What, emo? Yeah, just... They think they know what cool is, but they don't. But they really don't. Anyway, I think we've gone off a bit <laughs> off topic. Yeah, we've got a bit off topic. Yeah, uh, so uh, to the game itself. So the the main attraction to the game is the, the ability to rewind. And at first, before having played it, I thought, is that not a bit game-breaking? Just being able to make decisions again so because it's a decision based game and having the ability to change that is that not just you playing the entire game whatever way you want but it actually works for me because all decisions are bad decisions (laughs) yeah i I think it's it's like that and as opposed to telltale games where you'll often make a decision and see the outcome yeah it's the immediate effect yeah you don't. So you sort of you can be mean to somebody, you can be nice to somebody, but their, their response to you is pretty much exactly the same. And then you go along and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to get pranked later on. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is going to end horribly for me. Yeah. yeah, I like how you may choose both decisions by rewinding time, and you know you don't know which is the correct decision, even though you've seen both short-term outcomes. Yeah. Mm. And as soon as you then leave that area, it becomes set in stone, so you can't go back and change it. So it's. Yeah, yeah, it's not as game-breaking at all as mm-hmm. you might think. Yeah, I, I just find myself second-guessing all the time. So I, I do something... So or, did I. Or there's a, a, a scenario where there's an obvious moral choice, and but then you think, is the moral choice the right one? It might not actually be. So yeah. one example in the first episode is I think you get to sign a petition... About the security cameras on yeah. campus. Oh, no, no, big, no big spoilers. I know, I, I don't even know. But yeah, I'm just okay. saying, what's to say that because of the whole missing girl thing, what's to say that you signing the petition of removing cameras, which is morally right, isn't the one that's going to you know lose you a, a piece of ed- evidence or something like that. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, it makes you think a lot. I made a few decisions about like what I would do and what is right. I don't know. I think it plays out, and I go, "Oh, Max seems really pissed about that." I'm going to go back it. and change it because she 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 wouldn't do that. Like the, the moral compass in me is saying, "Do this one," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's the good thing to do," you know. Uh, but then I was just like, "Actually, no, no, yeah. that's not." Yeah, you'd start. That, this is the, the crummiest story I've ever heard. So I was like, "I'm gonna, I'll make Max feel nice." Yeah, that. Mm. I also really liked some of the small puzzles. They weren't difficult, but like when you had to get the tools that were on top of the washing machine. Oh yeah, I did yeah, that like, one yeah. so many times. <laughs> yeah, but like all it was was like sliding like a piece of paper underneath the cabinet, so when the tools fell off, you could get them. Yeah, but it's just small, not difficult, but quite nice use of the rewind time just to do something. I did like how a lot of the puzzles were time-orientated, but because you could rewind time, it was like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So, so when you rewind time, you don't move. So if you miss a timing for something, you just stand by it, rewind time, <laughs> and do it at the right point. Yeah. I, I was really cautious to begin with about using the power, but then eventually I was just like, nope, rewind, rewind. I turned into a really bad person because I could rewind time. I looked through everything. Like, <laughs> yes! Going to someone's room, yes! and they're sitting on the bed... And there's just a drawer or like a book, and you're like, then they're like journal, and you're like, oh well, I'm just going to read this in front of you. Turn on Facebook, scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, yeah. I became such a snoop. I just looked at everything, even though the 
maybe as the character you wouldn't go through people's stuff I just found myself having to read every single thing because it's yeah. there's a bit of collection in the game as well yeah mm. so yeah I just <laughs> everything everything I, I think that's just being a person without consequences <laughs> and I mean part of me was like ah oh, she'd do this too because she, she, she knows she has no consequences she reminds time I, I like how you can't absorb yourself of all consequences though because often you'll be like if you look at this file You'll drop it and it will get wet, and it'll be ruined, and so somebody will know you looked at it. Yeah, yeah. and there is no way to fix that. Oh no, you just rewind time. You just yeah. Yeah, but then you don't know. But like, I had a feeling like yeah. if I had this up, I could look at it, I could pick it up, I could take it to somebody and show them. Oh, I see what you mean. As in, if you knew oh. that once it yeah. fell, it, the water it would get destroyed, you could prevent that from happening, but still yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah. Ah. There's like there is still that level of consequence, mm-hmm. which yeah. which I sort of like because i get the feeling like her time power isn't going to be the magical everyone lives that's not going to be any of the choices the choices are going to end up being like what path do you take like you you end up with doing be able to do a or b you still can't do both mm. but you get to choose what when you want to do mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so as opposed to everyone dying most people could die i don't know so that's not a <laughs> massive overreaction Spoilers! to the game you haven't played it the game starts <laughs> yeah. off with you walking up this hill and there's a massive fucking hurricane in front of you like oh God, what's going to happen to this tiny town? So I assume lots of people are going to die. I have no idea. But, I mean, that's just my assumption from playing the first game. Yeah, it, it does seem like that. The other thing that I really loved was the music in this game. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I Some, tried to like, find the soundtrack, but all I can find is the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've got the list of all the songs in the first one up. Ah. But when you first go into Max's room, you can turn on the hi-fi... And Crosses by Jose Gonzalez comes out. It's oh. just like, oh, this couldn't be more perfect. You know you can pick up the guitar and play along? Yeah, I did that. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I love how she's just a bit shit as well. <laughs> yeah. I played the guitar without the music to start with, and I thought, what's going on? And I realised, <laughs> oh! I was streaming, uh, playing this last night, and when it got to playing the guitar, I was like, this is a perfect point for me to go get another drink and just leave all my viewers to watch. <laughs> yeah, the music is all... Just perfect for the setting. So the first time you get music is you you have the initial bit where you see the hurricane, and then you wake up in class like, what's going on? And then you discover you've got time power. No, you don't discover you've got time power. And you go through class, you get some questions wrong, people shout at you, yada yada yada. You've taken a selfie from just a ridiculous (laughs) angle. Yeah. And then you leave the classroom, and you you just go, oh god, I can't remember what you say. Like, I need to go to the bathroom or something. Splash some water on my face. Ah, that's it. Look crazy or something. Yeah. And then she puts some headphones on, and just music starts playing, and you walk another corridor, like this is amazing. This is the best credits I've ever seen in a computer game. (laughs) Wait, the best credits in a computer game was Snake Eater, uh, Metal Gear Solid, because um, they have like a half hour intro. And then you're climbing up an exceedingly long ladder, and they have a theme tune, Snake Eater, which is very Bond theme-esque. And the credits roll as you're climbing up it. Okay, this is the good intro credits that I wanted to experience the first time round. Like, I was I was in no rush to yeah. get anywhere. I was just like, oh, and you can yeah. do things, and you can talk to people still, and investigate. And so you're playing lazily, but not much is happening. It's basically just walk down a corridor. But there's some nice music playing, and there's this sort of... I think there's credits flipping past you. There, there's a, at least a few. Yeah, and it's oh god, it's just it's nice. It is nice. I think the, that's the, the word that sums it up. I, I can't stress how nice it is. <laughs> it's very nice. Well, I, I can't think, think of a better word than just nice. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the music is made 
the mood of this game mm, perfect. Yeah. They really chose their their soundtrack very, very well. Well, speaking of sounds, another thing is the voice acting. I found that a few characters were absolutely just spot on, and then others were just really poorly thought out, or just they didn't even try that hard for them. So, for example, I loved Chloe's voice. Chloe was uh, exactly as I imagined. But then, for example, Alyssa, they, it, just someone just sat there with their chin in their neck and just talked like they thought a slightly chubby person would talk. And that didn't mm. work for me. Is Alyssa the girl who gets hit with the football? Yeah, yeah. The girl yeah. reading the chick flick. Yeah. They, they were, some of them were just weird and... I don't know... Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. Yeah, I liked the bit where uh, Max was talking to the, uh, the the chubby guy who wants to to uh, draw her. Oh yes, oh, what's so his name? Funny, I forget his name. <laughs> but he he kept going on about how awesome uh, this other girl is and how like he was her mu- his muse and just making Ma- Max feel really bad. <laughs> just brilliant. The- I I didn't talk to this guy because I thought he was a bit weird, so I avoided him. But I don't feel like I've actually missed out on anything. I just feel like I'm experiencing the game slightly different to you. Yeah. As opposed to Mass Effect, where if you'd gone, oh man, do you know you could talk to this person? Because in Mass Effect 1, there is the 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 space really posh prostitute. I've forgotten her name. Oh. <laughs> but I never go talk to her because when you go talk to her, where her sister goes, do you want to go see her now? And I go, I've got things to kill and people to talk to in the other parts of the thing. But if you say no, like that whole quest is just gone to you from the uh-huh. beginning. I think yeah. so I've, I've... Daniel. Yes, I, 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 he might be. Anyway. I don't know, but I, I've never experienced that quest line in Mass Effect because I always just go fuck off. I've got something else to do, and then that just never goes. And I feel like I've missed out on Mass Effect every time I go through that, that bit. I've done it about three times now, but with this, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's like that's what you did as your. As your Max, my Max just got really bored and sat there on a bench for about half an hour, which is is an amazing bit of the game. If you guys haven't done that, well, there's find a place st- to sit down in the second game and sit down. Well, there's so many places in the first game as well that you can just go sit down, and it's amazing. And then you sit down. I think some music starts playing, and you just get Max's like inner monologue just going yeah. off on things that are happening. Mm. Yes, and it's yeah. great, and it's not even like things that are relevant. It's just teenage angst. <gasps> yeah. Does it go on for long? Because I sit there for maybe a couple of minutes. But then, no, it, it goes on for quite long. It phases out. I sat and watched the drone for about twenty minutes for no reason. Yeah, but the music <laughs> keeps playing, and okay. it's just yeah. a nice, pleasant place to be generally. Because yeah. you can do it on her bed. You can do it when she's outside. You can do it on a bench. You can sit on the fountain. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of ones you can do I'm it go- on. I'm going to cut that little bit of Dave saying where he can do it with a Apex <laughs> and, and just make that a separate thing. Put that at the opening of the episode before the. Well, interview. life is strange. <laughs> oh. I, I really liked it because, like, well, sorry to make, keep making the Mass Effect comparison, but the Mass Effect there's a bit where you can go to the bar and you can just sit down in front of a go-go. Sorry, dancer? the the dancer, yeah, yeah, and you just sit there and you have two options: I'll sit back and lean forward, and I felt. The sitting down bits in Life is Strange had so less interaction, so much less interaction, but they actually felt like part of the game, not something somebody shoehorned in, because they thought, what happens if you want to watch these dancers? Like, it actually felt, like, mechanically exactly the same. I just push a button and they sit down on a bench. But it felt so much more real and so much more part of the game. Like, yeah. this weird voiceover that sort of didn't matter and was inane things. It actually sounded like her thoughts. It wasn't like she was 
just summoning summing up the plot that had happened before in case you'd missed it. Yeah, it, it felt organic, not yeah. forced, which is nice. Hmm. I've heard a few criticisms of this game, which I sort of a little bit agree with, and that's like it's a bit soap opery. So nothing sort of normal happens. Everything's sort of huge and exaggerated. And I think I would agree with that, but I think it would be uh, weird to have a game that was entirely normal. I was, I was, I was about to... St- especially game. for a game with Life is Strange... As a title, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was always going to be strange, but it'd be crap if it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah so I it feels it. like she's a normal teenage angsty girl, but I mean, she is in these weird situations. Which, like, it's perfectly forgivable, but I think it's a it's a fair point, like... We are saying it's an exactly normal situation of teenage girls, despite the fact only one of us was a teenage girl. <laughs> hey, you don't know me. <laughs> and yet none of us probably went through any of the things that happened. There was that summer well, I could I change know. time. Yeah, I did save a girl from being sharp once. Mm. No, I didn't. Oh, because of butterfly. But this is all, yeah. Like it was, it's, it's still great, and I still love it, and I'm still going to play the rest of them. Yay! Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have it twice now because I want to play on my PS4. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be definitely playing, getting the uh, season pass and playing the rest of them because I really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, that's good because um, I thought uh, the first one was actually the, the not as good as the others, mainly because there was so much to look at. So you, I felt the need to explore every single thing, and there was just so many things. I found myself walking in her room for so long, and then thinking, oh god, I'm getting a bit bored, but I need to look at yeah. everything. Yeah, I also found, a lot of the time, it wasn't constantly prompting you, like, if you missed the first, like, few seconds of her going, oh, need to go to my room to get the pen drive for Warren, mm-hmm. it doesn't prompt you again unless you try and relieve the area. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. So, you can do lots of things, and I go, what the crap was I meant to be doing? <laughs> and it, it's not there prodding you in your face, like, no, you need to do this now. Which I kind of like, because too many games just constantly are prodding you, going, you want to go over here, we want you to go there. No, stop looking at that, come over here. <laughs> and this game didn't do that at all. Well, I, I kind of feel like that's because it wanted you to do all this other stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what I mean, it's, it's good like it, because of that. Yeah. I did. Sorry, going back to the time thing, I liked how you could investigate things with the time. So you can talk to the skaters, and they call you out for being opposing oh, yes. because you don't know any tricks. Oh, and then yeah. he says, "You don't even know what these two tricks are." And you just go, "Well, okay, rewind time." And you just ask him to do one of those tricks for you. And he's like, "Yeah, I love how you love your stuff. Let's go do this trick." <laughs> and yeah. then his friend does it, hits himself in the balls, and you take a picture of him. <laughs> Was that like, the strange first... guys? Is that in the first episode? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I missed. That entirely. Come on, you didn't talk yeah. to scared oh, guys. Man. Mm. I missed the scared guys. Like, Where right were the scared the guys? Guy. They were outside the school, right at the uh, at the end. Yeah, right. So just directly ahead of you as you walk outside the school. So, so when you're heading far. over to Warren, yeah, yeah you'd pass them. Yeah, uh, I miss. I could just completely miss them because I'd already been through that area. So I was like, I've talked to these people already. Completely forgetting that that's not how this game works. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a good game. Yeah. 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 Looking forward to playing the season pass thing. Nick, are you? What, what are your feelings on playing, continuing to play Life is Strange? Well, I played the first episode quite a while ago and then got sidetracked into other things. I now kind of want to go back to it after you guys all <laughs> harped on about it. <laughs> it's so, pretty good. If you've been commissioned, you've done your job well. Yeah. I've heard there's, a, there's an annoying thing with bottles in the second game, in the, in the second episode. 
Oh yes, um, you have to find uh, bottles in the junkyard. So I, yeah, sounds like my um, life at uni. I, I got, I'll, I'll do push through it. It's a very do small choices oh, carry over. Sorry, do choices carry over between the games? Because I have made a few choices in the first game that really felt like nothing changed. Uh yes, yes. Ooh, excellent. They definitely I do. Know what I want to know what happens to that bird I let in. Ah. <laughs> I did the same thing as well. <laughs> also, one bad thing I noticed was when you go down the stairs to get some tools and then come back up, if you go into the room after you've come back up the stairs, it plays some dialogue going, oh, need to go downstairs now and find those tools. <laughs> and you're carrying them. Because it assumes you search there before going downstairs. But I didn't didn't have that. I did, and I thought, "Ooh, that's a bit out yeah. of place." But yeah, it broke my immersion a little bit. But it wasn't devastating. Mm. Quick question: There's no way to hide the weed in the last bit, is there? Uh, no spoiler. But yeah, and uh, there isn't. Yeah. Um. Did, did everyone else jump out or no, stay hidden? No, I stayed. I stayed. Ah. It's Chloe's weed. Did my... She smokes the weed. Not Max. If you, if you don't move the lamp, you get caught. How do you hide if you don't move? Oh, you don't. Have you to hide. don't you, yeah, there's an option. Well, oh, not an option, if, but you can yeah. not hide and just be there. And well, if, you like, move, if you move, don't move the lamp and you open the door. The lamp falls over and knocks things over, so you physically can't hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've already done that because I I way searched way too much about the room already, so it was already moved. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's decisions like those. That are like, what, what do I do? I mean, the immediate uh, um, repercussion is that either you or Chloe gets in trouble. But what's the right choice? Ah. Well, yeah. Dave is a dick. Ah! <laughs> do <Aww. laughs> you just burst out and go? It's her weed. It's hers. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you you can't do that. You, you jump out and go. It's mine. It's mine. But then uh. that guy who's taking creepy pictures of Kate. Did you yeah. do anything? Um, Could you do I, something I, about that? I've confronted him before because I didn't take the picture. Yeah, I didn't take the picture. should have taken the picture. Yeah. yeah. I so that I had some proof cake. later. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I wanted to take the picture and then I saw how much of a dick he turned out to be and I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there and, and piss him off. <laughs> That's exactly what I did because Kate seemed so sad when yes. she was like, thanks, Max. <laughs> I was like, aww. <laughs> Can't have that. Did you see the ending where she's just crying? Yes, it's so sad. I found myself feeling so much for Kate in this entire game. She's not even a real person. God's sake. (laughs) She's not even involved with it much. She's just there a bit and she's a bit sad. (laughs) (laughs) But you care for her because it's done well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So this should, we, should we our... see how it goes and, and see potentially talk about episode two next time? Um, potentially, if we don't have too much to talk about next time, because yeah, yeah. mm. we're going to have a very British episode, mm-hmm. oh, I Jesus. think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the no, next... don't. The next episode, no. um, Nick gets to pick something, and I get to pick something. So, 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 so uh, Nick... What have you picked? I have picked one of the finer things about being British, and that is being able to watch The Great British Bake Off. A fantastic oh. TV show full of cakes and innuendo. The only thing man needs. 
yeah, to complement this, I decided to pick another very British thing, which is uh, Downton Abbey. I've picked this because I know none of these guys here will have watched it because of uh, the stigma that's gone around with Downton Abbey, but I really think they'll actually enjoy it once they get into it. Yes. Some period dramas for I you don't all. I think so. Damn you, Dave. I've avoided <laughs> it for so long. My soul was Well, pure. when you get addicted, it's not my fault. <laughs> it is. And I love it. So I think I'll be saying watch this week's uh, British Bake Off and possibly next week's. Yeah. Cool. I'll say just watch the first episode and, yeah, only bother watching the first episode if you hate it. But I think you'll probably want to watch the second. <laughs> and don't not watch it just I to spite me. I won't. I'm not that type of person. Yeah, you are. Yes, Alan, you are. Alan. <laughs> not when there's an audience. See now, now he's going to watch it just to spite us. The only way he could not spite us, Dave, is by watching three episodes. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> anyway, I think this is a nice point for us to end yeah. episode 12. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for rejoining us in our epic adventure of watching and playing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you back, Sandy. Yeah. Thank you. It's great to be back. Right. Uh, as always, you can, yeah, we're online. Perfect emotion. I don't know why I tell people every week where they can find us online because they obviously have. Because they probably have forgotten. Uh, well, yeah, well, you found us by searching perfect emotion in some form or another. If you go to perfectcommotion.com, find us UK, again. You hit our website. We're on other things, but hit us up on Twitter at perfectcommotion with one M. And tell us what you think, because no one does. So we assume we're doing a really good job. But if there's anything you'd like to change, please contact us in some form or another. First, have we got something? Oh, oh. no! First uh, email gets a oh. prize. It may not be good. It may not be much. It but might they be get a drumstick. Prize. I've got some straws and some stamps. Can I email? Can I get the, no, the prize? No, no, we're exempt. Oh. Well, you, well, you, well, you pretend to be someone else. I won't know, and I probably won't check. But please don't. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. But I'm gonna pretend to be Sandy. When they send in an email, if you just get a please send the prize to Sandy Fock in blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> we might guess. Um, Dave, you mentioned you were streaming. Do you want to tell everyone how to watch? Yeah, you I've, do that. Yeah, I've started uh, Twitch streaming a lot, and so I was Twitch streaming uh, Life is Strange last night, but find me at uh, twitch.tv slash levity underscore Dave. That's where I'll always yeah. be. You're also on Twitter at levity Dave, is it? Yeah, always, no yeah. I, I'm just levity Dave. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm underscore, underscore there, there, I think. Probably. Well, levity Dave will probably get him as well. He's got the weird space Dave. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at uh, Octavius404. Yeah. And before we leave, uh, I heard you guys were making a video game this weekend. Uh, oh yeah, that went that, that went that, terribly. Uh... That went terribly. <laughs> oh, that's quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have brought that up. I we, we had sorry. a really good butt on a Yeti, and uh, apart from that, uh... oh, I saw that butt. Yeah, wasn't it a good butt? <laughs> it was pretty good butt. Yeah, I yeah, we were a little bit optimistic. If we had three days, we'd probably been able to yeah, do it. Yeah. And if we picked something a little less uh, a little less uh, ambitious, we would have been able to do it. I think from the start, but we didn't. I think. Chalk, yeah, just chalk it up to experience yeah, yeah. and kick ass in the second one. We're, we're, yeah, anyway, this ending has dragged on like all our it's endings do. But like it's dragged on less than other bits yes. in the episode. Remember the bit before we started <laughs> that recording? That ending. was really long. You guys won't hear that, so I don't know why I'm saying it now. I do know why because this is causing Nick more work in editing. 
La 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 la. I'll just leave it all in. I'll leave it all in. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And good night. Good night.